All right. <laughs> we are a go. Or as Here they say go. at the Indy 500, start your engines. <laughs> uh, you've, you've been to the Indy 500, right? I've been there five times. And let me tell you, it's actually the best event. Wait, it's actually fun? It's, it's literally, I've, I always have the most incredible experience. Oh my God. It's you so don't much know how fun. surprising that is. I know. I'm surprised. Like it, but it's so much like fun. one of the coolest things you can do in Indianapolis. Yeah, there's not much there. Yeah. But yeah, it's, okay. it's a blast. <laughs> Just start the show off right with a tangent. Yeah, you know. Just a Q&A about experiences with the <laughs> Indy 500. Yeah. I've been five <laughs> times. I've seen it all. Except death. <laughs> well, I would hope not. Right. That would be traumatic, yet exciting. Then this wouldn't be a laughing matter. N- no. Okay. Well, here we go. Do I dare say it's take two, but not because of us, but because of technical difficulties. Um, yeah, this is this is episode two, but to well, no, all of our listeners, no, this it's episode, is episode one. one. <laughs> You're right. Why it's say it's episode, episode two? It's episode one. It's, it's episode one. But in our minds, we uh, had a practice one. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's, um, that's what we're gonna have to call it. Yeah, practice one. Anyways. So we're going to try it again, and we have a different method so that we can make sure technology doesn't hate us. Literally, like, not our fault at all. Like, yeah, did everything exactly perfect. Yeah, I mean, we're perfect. So it's like, whatever. How, how could we ever screw this up? Right. Anyways... Anyways, over it welcome to our podcast oh yeah see now we do intros <laughs> again okay so this is the hello and adieu podcast Woo-woo. um mathis is cheering um mathis maybe tell tell me about yourself <laughs> <laughs> uh so this podcast is uh, me and John talking about stuff and things, and it's uh, it's basically our friendship in a conversation. Yeah, um, that was very I... specific. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very specific friendship. That true. Um, so I what what should I say, John? You know, I'm really not sure. Oh well, we should probably say that we. I wish. We are in the same room with each other because that's what normal people who do podcasts do. At least I think. Maybe they don't, but we actually live in very opposite places of the country. Yeah. So this conversation is all a phone call. Like, uh, we uh, each live in different parts of the country. I'm in LA and John is in the outer Chicago area. Correct. And we went to school I, uh, in Indiana, and we met there. So, yeah, the great state of Indiana, where the Indy Five Hundred is. If you guys are interested, it's the hundredth <laughs> anniversary this year. 
Tickets <laughs> on sale really? now. Yeah. Are they sponsoring this podcast? Well, you know, I wish they were. Hashtag sponsor. Anyone. Anyone out there. Sponsor. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, so I, I just hit, a few weeks ago, I just hit a year being out here in L.A. Um, and I, what are you doing in L.A.? I am an editor at a small production company out here. So you're pursuing film. Right. When I was um <laughs> when I was right. in school where me and John met, I studied uh-huh. film. Um and now I moved out here and I'm trying my foot in it. I'm passionate about uh, storytelling and you're going to see where it leads. Uh yeah. John yes. you studied film. Kind of. I did study film for a full year. Um, my freshman year of college, I was a film major, and that's what I wanted to do since I was probably middle school. I wanted to do it because um, that's what all—that's all me and my friends did when we hung out. We uh, made movies. Mm-hmm. We made, you know, we redid the X Men. I think we tried to do the Matrix once. It was not successful, um, <laughs> <laughs> as can you can I imagine. Can I say that I? I have done a, a small recreation of the Matrix. Oh, okay. Well. well, good for you. It was not successful uh, on this end. <laughs> it's also not good, so I'm not bragging oh. at all. I'm just, I'm just connecting with you. Oh, I'm glad we had that connection. <laughs> uh, um, so yeah, I went into film because I thought that's what I wanted to do, but um, I realized that I really didn't have a passion for any any particular facet of film and I think with film you really really have to be dedicated and you really have to know what you want because it's a tough tough industry and unless you know what you want and what you want to achieve you will not succeed in my opinion so yeah I switched to social work and I graduated and then I got my master's and now I work in the school system and it's it's a lot of fun so that's about it. Yeah. You could... Um, but I still really love you, film. I mean, that was the main thing that me and Mathis bond on is our love for yeah. film and just the love for pretty much TV and pr- pretty much anything storytelling-wise. We That was our main bond, James Bond. Anyways. Yeah, so we, <laughs> <laughs> we um, met... Uh, we met immediately whenever I whenever I started school, we're two years apart. So John yeah. actually graduated two years into, or I guess I would have been a software, software. <laughs> I would have been a sophomore. I said uh-huh. software. Yes. Software. Anyways, so we met pretty, pretty immediately, but it was, um, well, we kind of had to meet immediately because the... I was your RA. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you would have been a terrible RA if this story was, uh, not but I don't really remember. I don't really remember meeting you the first day. All my memories start like after first semester. After winter break, yeah. Yeah. You were talking about us clicking on movies, and yeah. I was gonna say like, you know, after that winter break, coming into second semester of my first year, it was like we had similar tastes in movies, and we were both super just into film in general. And then yeah. we were watching. <laughs> Uh, 
a mindless amount of YouTube together and laughing at all of the same videos. <laughs> yeah. Which is important. I mean, if you don't, if your friends don't laugh at the same YouTube videos as you, gotta get rid of them. <laughs> and it, I mean, like we we thought the exact same things were hilarious, not just funny, but yeah. like, like I'm laughing. I'm about to pee myself. Funny. Which I th- it probably gave us a lot of inside jokes pretty early on, which I think is what bonds people pretty quickly. Yeah, it's it's like a unique connection you know inside jokes it's all about unique connections so yeah i would agree with that um we hit it off super super fast it was yeah well when we when we recorded the other first episode the (laughs) The episode we do not speak of (laughs) i called it the elusive firsty in my journal i don't know why i said that maybe elusive firsty yeah, isn't that the weirdest thing? <laughs> kind of. I think um, it's the thirsty part. It's like, are you thirsty, yeah. but with a speech impediment? Thirsty. <laughs> I'm thirsty. <I> <laughs> uh, whenever we recorded the first episode, it was pretty close to our our four year anniversary. Friend anniversary uh, as friends. Yeah. Friend anniversary. That's what people call it. Which is we're great. still pretty close to that right now. Um, yeah. Same time but, period. Uh, what's so interesting is that you are a huge part of my college experience, and you're actually only a significant portion of like the physicality part of it, like being in the same uh, right. Because I was only there for like, half a year. I mean, we were both there for half of each other's college experience, but I left, exactly. and you still had two years left. Yeah. Um, and we weren't even friends the first semester, so it's really only I know. like three semesters. Yikes. Like we were friends for three semesters in the same you know, same area. But those three semesters yeah. just kind of like shine over the entire college experience. It's very interesting. Totally. But Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And I'm sure we'll go into our our friendship a lot more. But I really want to hear about your karaoke experience. <laughs> right. I was just about to say, like, let's get on to like Not a that funny the people don't want to hear our entire life story. <laughs> <laughs> Chapter well, well, two. John one. and Mathis semester <laughs> two. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a Harry Potter well, ripoff. Yeah, right. <laughs> so um, um so tell us what you did this weekend. You did something fun. I did do something fun. I was invited to a friend's uh, birthday celebration, and <laughs> to celebrate, he had a bunch of you know friends go to a karaoke bar with him. And let me tell you, it was quite the ride. First off, yeah. I would like to start the story <laughs> by saying, um, so I went Friday, and the Monday before, I like said to myself. No matter how I feel on Friday, I'm going to this karaoke bar and I'm going <laughs> right. to have a good time. So Oh, uh, that's a good that's a good way to phrase it though. You're not you're not just going, but you're going and you're going to have a good time. You're kinda exactly. telling yourself yeah. you're going I, to have a good time. Yeah, and it's a good thing I did because <laughs> like I wake up Friday and I feel like I feel like shit. Like 
Yeah. I feel like you. I've drank five bottles of wine and I haven't slept in two nights. I was like, oh my. Why did you feel goodness, that bad? I feel terrible. Well, one of the problems is that I haven't been sleeping well for the past two weeks. Like, I haven't either. Waking up. Really? Yeah, Isn't maybe. That interesting. Yeah. Like, I. So I, yeah, I'm it's waking bit... up and Anyways. like. <laughs> I've been waking up like 10 times throughout the night and like when 4am oh. hits I wake up I don't understand at all and I'm having like, <laughs> terrible dreams <laughs> oh. why are you laughing at my pain Cause, cause I just picture you at 4am you just shooting up out of your bed and, going, <gasps> and you're like I don't know I picture things well, in my head well let me tell you John that's pretty accurate that does happen see <laughs> yeah I'm sorry so anyways, for that. it's weird my sympathies. <laughs> I feel I feel terrible. Um, so I wake up Friday and it it's really hitting me, um, and I'm just like dragging through work and I just feel kind of loopy, and um, maybe you got and drugged. I get home. <laughs> maybe somebody roofied me. I get <laughs> home after work and I'm just like drinking gallons of water and I eat eat like a quick dinner and I'm lying on my bed and for like an hour I'm just telling myself you're going tonight you said you were going you have to go you're going you're going and I just feel terrible this and... is a sad story <laughs> first of all if this you're laying in your bed for an inspirational. hour <laughs> <laughs> this is supposed to be inspirational okay keep going I'm waiting for the so... inspiration so I get up and I'm like, okay, I'm going. I know I'm going to have fun. And I get to this karaoke bar and everyone's telling me throughout the week, like, um, oh, it's going to be a blast. We're going to a hole in the wall. Like, it's a dive bar. I'm like, okay, cool. So I, like, show up and this place, if it held 40 people, it would pop. Like, it is so small. It is the epitome of a dive bar. Like, I walk in and the place is packed and there's there's 25 people in it and it's packed. Uh-huh. And I was I I mean I've never been in this situation. I don't I'm not the dive bar type. But uh I walk in and everyone's having a good time. Karaoke starts up and <laughs> like anybody else who isn't in our party is probably like what what's going on? Because it's like 15 of us and then there's like 10 other people there and uh-huh. all 15 of us are like in this set list just singing singing karaoke and it's and everybody's terrible except for like two people like it's <laughs> it's bad which makes me feel a little better because i sign up <laughs> and i and i sing mm-hmm. jackson five I want As you one back. should. I want you back. As one should. Yes, um, I do, girl. And so you sent me a video. <laughs> so I praise be that you did. A video. Because in our first illegitimate child episode, we talked about how you were going to go to this karaoke thing, and that we, I wanted you to either take a video or an audio so that we could listen to it on our second episode, which is now our first episode. So, anyways. Oh my goodness. Let me let me just preface right now. I what are you gonna... 
I could have just totally said. <laughs> I could have just been like, oh, I forgot to record it. Or, oh, nobody That's even true. knows about it yet. Like, true. You could have. Like, since the first you didn't episode even, didn't You didn't happen. even want to like, show me. No, I didn't. And now well, it's going to be in this podcast. John is going audio. to describe what's happening in this video. Guys, I'm going to give and, you the play-by-play. And you all are going to hear... Yeah, I'm going to insert the audio. Of, they're going to hear a good chunk of me just... Uh, it's rich. Guys, it's I wish bad. I wish podcasts it's could have bad. video. Because it's good. Like, it's good, guys. <laughs> oh, it's a good one. It's good. Yep. Okay, so it's, I'm going to start it. All right. All right, so go I, for it. Let's hear what you got. Okay, I'm going to start it now. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> okay, so there's... There's like disco lights all around. Mathis is doing like a thriller move. Oh, now he's playing invisible guitar. And he's doing. Oh, I am. He's doing like the singles ladies like jig with his feet. Okay, now we're about to sing. Oh, he's doing the ooze. You know, kind of sounded like a wolf howl, but here we go. He's in all black, guys. Looking fierce. Here he goes. Yeah. Woo! Uh, it's like zoom in. Oh, he looked at the camera. Here we go. Oh, there's an old guy behind you on the left with a with a, a bowler hat. Oh my gosh, he's not even looking That's at you. That's the DJ. He doesn't John. care. That's the DJ. Oh, give me one more chance. Oh, it's over. I was getting really really into that too. Anyways, it ended way before I wanted it to. Um, oh, my phone tripped out. Actually, whenever. I gave it to my friend, and I was like, listen, you have to record me. I don't want to tell you why, but it has to happen. <laughs> and you didn't want she to was tell like, me, okay. And so she's she records it, and then I finish, and I'm like, did you get that? And she's like, I don't think so. And we're both looking at my phone, and I'm like, yeah, something something tripped up. Like, it stopped it's recording, okay. and there was, like, you unsupported got the format You got the best prompts. part. But the thing is, John, I didn't even think I got any of it. So I'm like, I go home that night. And I'm, like, looking at it again, and I, like, go back a few, like, mess-ups. Like, my phone saves, like, unsupported things and, like, a photo that's all blurry. And I, like, swipe back, and I'm like, oh, my God, there's 45 seconds here. And I play it, and I'm just astounded by how terrible and how great it is. Yeah, it's, like, one of those, like, really terrible but, like, the best type of things. It it really is. I can't watch it. And... Like well, you have to watch I, it and look for the old guy with the bowler hat who's like really just not not into you at all. <laughs> did I uh did did you hear what I was saying? No, I I was I like no. What he what'd you say? He's the DJ, so he's he's programming what the the show. Yeah, that's the <gasps> DJ. He was like seventy eight years old. No I wonder know, Jackson right? Five was playing. Oh wait, but you chose it. <laughs> I did choose How it. How funny. Oh, man. There, there's some, well, he there's was some not having songs it. in there. Yeah. I mean, he was just doing his job. Like, when I handed him yeah. off the mic, he was like, <laughs> that's, you know what? Come to think of it, he was not digging it when I gave him back the mic either. No, he and I like, mean, okay, you were rocking it. Honestly, like, just the dance okay. moves themselves, I was like, get it, get it. <laughs> right. I could show somebody that video on mute, and they would still have a blast watching it. It's just your face. Like, you're just so excited to be there. <laughs> uh, which I feel like you have uh, to. If you're going to do karaoke, you better put on a face. Because otherwise it's just, like, yeah, you, embarrassing. <laughs> you just got to go true. all out. If you, 
Right. And the you can't half ass that. Like, like go all out. Silly exactly. And silly trumps talent when it comes yes. to karaoke. Like you when you get up there totally. you just have a blast and that's how everybody else has a blast. If you get up there and you're just singing super well. You should have like pointed at everyone like in valid. the in the bar. Uh, just like one on one be like have. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. gosh. Oh. <laughs> I want then maybe I want like all of you shimmy back. in one of their faces. <laughs> What was that? Uh, just be like, I want all of you back. Yeah, they just all like. Um. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, it was, that, that it was, was rich. Bad, I'm glad you shared that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I hope everybody else gets a kick out of that audio. You know, I think it'll be hit or miss because they don't know you. But you know, I tried to That's narrate true. it for you. They'll, they'll they'll never listen to another episode after this. They'll be like that guy. Right, that karaoke. They're actually guy. probably gone now. <laughs> probably, yeah, like, probably. Okay, I'm I'm gone. Like, yeah, whatever. Who cares? Maybe one day they'll listen. Anyways. Yep. So there's my there's my um there's my funny fun thing. moment from the week. That's my real fun thing yeah. right there. Guess what? I also did this uh, weekend. What? I bought my first jar of peanut butter ever. Oh. <laughs> cool. Mathis, that is so cool. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. Uh, well, you got to tell us what kind. <laughs> Was it creamy? Was it chunky? <laughs> Come on, give us the details. <laughs> It's definitely creamy. The thing is, is I didn't know I liked peanut butter until a few months ago. So that's why I Mathis, have never bought can it. Can I literally tell you, I eat so much peanut butter in a day, it's foul. <laughs> like, people would be so disgusted if they knew how much peanut butter I consumed in one day. Like, I'm obsessed with it. I don't even know how much, but I'm already disgusted. Right? It's, it's just like, so good. So, I found out I liked it, but... Since, like, every time I've ever gone grocery shopping, I've never bought it, it took me a long time to remember, like, oh, I can buy peanut butter because that's something I like now. Because so I'm an adult. I was really, <laughs> I was really excited to be like, ooh, I'm buying peanut butter. Well, good for you. I'm, I'm very proud of you. <laughs> Thank you so much. A little bit of Oscars talk? Yes. Well, the SAG, did you watch the SAG Awards last night? Um, I saw, I saw Leo win. I saw yeah. Jacob Tremblay and Brie Larson present. Oh, aren't they Edis so Elba. cute? Yeah. Oh my gosh, I can't handle Jacob. Like I know he, I'm he's a, precious. Like he's explosive on the like the cute meter. Like he just taps that needle out. Yeah, every single time. Like when he won that uh that Critics Choice Awards. Did you see his acceptance speech for that? No. I'll have to Google it. Oh, it's amazing. My favorite part is at the end, he's like, this is going to look really good on the shelf right next to my Millennium Falcon. And I was Stop. like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I know. This kid. And he oh. <laughs> he just posted on his, um, his Instagram uh, a picture of him and Leo. And he was like, I finally got to meet Leo DiCaprio. <laughs> it's, just, it's like you're nine. Uh, <laughs> I know, right? Keyword finally from the nine year old. Right. 
I've so been waiting funny. my whole life. Yeah, so I didn't watch the SAG Awards, did you? It's, uh, unfortunately. The Was SAG Awards, I just... I just feel like the SAG Awards has a very different feel than all the other award shows that I watch. It seems very... Hmm. Um, well, I think, like, actors in general, they unfortunately think very highly of themselves and i feel like this mm. award show in general doesn't really celebrate the performances so much as it celebrates the fact that we're all actors and we're very posh you know what i mean i feel like the other the other award shows celebrate the movies the tv shows and the performances within that but the sag awards is just like let's just all tell each other how great we are Let's hold up mirrors. We can all <laughs> smile and, you know, take pictures. Um, well, because I mean, they start off with, they go up to like three or four people. Like the first one was Jeffrey Tambor. And he he's like, I'm Jeffrey Tambor. He goes into this little story. And then I think he's like, and I'm Jeffrey Tambor. And I am an actor. And then everyone claps. <laughs> ah. And then they go on to someone else. They go to Queen Latifah. She gives her spiel. And I'm Queen Latifah, and I am an actor. It's like, oh, thank you for oh, being an actor. Goodness. Yeah, thank Let you me for shower you the with earth with your all talents. Of my... Yes, I'll bless you. So, I mean... Bless you, queen. <laughs> you queen. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I like award shows, though. I mean, I love this award show season, but the SAG Awards I may skip next year. Right. Well, to me, it seems like... All of the other award shows are kind of hiding that. Ooh, That's we're true. We're up to each other, and we're like, we're just like patting each other on the back and saying how great the circle of people is. And then the SAG Awards are like, yeah, we're not gonna hide it. We're just gonna. I'd honestly rather them hide it. We love ourselves. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah totally. Right. Because at least then it's fun to watch. You know, you're right. watching the Oscars or the Golden Globes, and you're having a you know a good time. Yeah. So, anyways, that was that. I thankfully could like fast forward because I DVR'd it. Um, oh, so. thank God. Yeah, it would have um, been rough. Interesting enough, I, I don't know for a fact. I didn't fact check it, but I was told that Leo, that was his first SAG award that he won. Oh, really? Yeah. Which he didn't look a... very surprised when he won. <laughs> he was like, thank you. <laughs> Throw me my award, please. <laughs> uh, but Kate Winslet uh, did like, not win. Kate Winslet did not win. Did you see that? No. Who won? Alicia Vikander for the Danish, Danish girl? girl. I was so happy oh, for her. No. no. Oh yes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I know. Really you, I know Kate you really Winslet want to win the Oscar. I mean, Kate will still win the Oscar, but I was just really happy for her. She looked very. I don't know. You can tell when actors, because she's like kind of just starting off within these past few years. They like right. You can, there's a sense of when someone wins pretty early on in their career, they just. They feel very hashtag blessed. And you can tell in their face. Mm. Like, they just feel, I don't know. So I would watch, no, I totally try to find the that. clip. Find the clip of her winning. And you can just see in her face, like, she's just so, I don't know. I, I can't think of the word right now, but. It's a good, you know, it's a good thing She's to humble. See that. It was that, humble. That really yeah. lightens the award show. I think so, too. Well, that I guarantee you that's exactly what it's going to be like when Brie Larson wins and she goes up on that stage. I Maybe, but she's been, like, clearing out these awards. I feel like by then it's just going to be like... you. I mean, they have to expect it for those certain people who win every single award show. 
you have to expect to win That's at the Oscars because typically I would say ninety five percent of the time you will. Um, it's, and so I think it's got to be weird for her though, like sitting right now and thinking about it, like okay, like ninety percent chance I'm gonna win an Oscar in a few weeks. You know, like yeah. who's who's kidding themselves? It's not being it's not being uh, narcissistic. It's just no. looking at the, it's the statistical. Table and you're like, um, yeah, you're like, uh, well, it looks like I'm gonna win. Like, how weird that must be to say well, to yourself. And I feel like and you it's have not to. Like you're not being humble. It's like you're just being factual. It's so weird. Yeah, but I feel like if that were me, I would have I would still have to tell myself that I'm not gonna win. You know, because see, then... that's that's the weird part to me, because it's like you have to somehow, like you know you're gonna win, but you have to somehow. Yeah, you have because otherwise, if you don't yeah. win, the disappointment is gonna be real on your face. Yeah. <laughs> you will you be like the stand up and you're like, oh, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> you just start sobbing. You will be the highlight of the night. Seriously. Um, yeah, that's that's really true. Well, so <laughs> Leo just needs to he just needs yeah. to stay a little grounded just in case. I know. Um, but so what we're doing on this podcast up until the Oscars, which is in four weeks, I believe. Yeah, four weeks. We are going to go through two of our favorite categories, but today three um, and kind of say who we think is going to win and who we want to win. So and if applicable who we wish was nominated. Sure. Yep. So <laughs> <laughs> So which one do you want to start with? Do you want to do the supporting role one? Yeah, sure. Let's do uh supporting actress. Actor or actress. actress. Oh, I didn't know we were doing that one. Oh. I thought we were really? doing actor. Isn't Are we it? doing both? We're doing both, and then we're oh, going to okay. do a technical yeah. one. Okay. So, yeah, actress in a supporting role. We have Jen- Jennifer Jason Lee from Hateful Eight, Rooney Mara from Carol, Rachel McAdams from Spotlight, Alicia Vikander from The Danish Girl, and Kate Winslet, Steve Jobs. I just have to say quick, a quick side note. At the SAG Awards, do you know who won Best Ensemble? Uh, it was either Big Short or Spotlight. It was Spotlight. And okay. I was very. We I don't. Could... Let's not talk about it. But I just wanted to tell you, because <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest. Every time someone tells me who's nominated for supporting actress, and somebody says, "Oh, Rachel McAdams for Spotlight," I just kind of cringe, and I'm like, "Uh, okay." See, I'll and just, this is what sucks about okay our illegitimate that. child is we talked about this last week. Um, we did. We talked. We talked about Spotlight and how we both saw it, and we think that. The movie's great in a, in and of itself, but the performances, unfortunately, they kind of walk over each other. Like, no one really shines. You, no one I don't shines. Know, how would, yep. And so we we're just surprised that individually, people were nominated. It's um, it's an amazing story, but there's just not great character in the movie. Like, there's nobody nobody shines. Like you said, nobody is written very three dimensionally. No right. actor really gets to like ham it up really hardcore in a scene. Like there's not yeah. really there's not really much of that. So like what we said last week was well, Rachel McAdams is in spotlight. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's the best way to, to 
to describe I'm her sorry, performance. Rachel. Like I, I love Rachel McAdams. But I do too. That's that's how you but, describe it. Yeah. But I will say, um, I am so much more okay with the movie winning an ensemble award than any yes, individual actor. I would agree because it does. Yeah, because there, there's chemistry there. Like they feel like a great. They feel like a great team. group. They're the A team. Yeah. But I mean, there's there's more multi-dimensional characters in the Avengers. Like, let's be honest. Ooh, burn. <laughs> Um, uh, so why don't you you share who you think is going to win? I think we kind of already touched on it because we talked about Alicia Vikander, but... Right. Um, I think, and I want, um, Kate Winslet to win. Uh, you and I are both huge Kate Winslet fans. We are. Um, she she just blew me away in Steve Jobs. Like, she outshines Fassbender. And that's not to say that he is, like, a bad performer in the movie. Like, he's great. But Kate just steals every scene she's in. Like, there's just so much to her character, and she's so great. And I'll be honest, like, I have not seen most of the other films in that category. Like, I didn't see The Danish Girl, and I didn't see uh, The Hateful Eight. Or Carol, but probably. I, just, I have a really... Or Carol, yeah. But I have a really good feeling about Kate. And she's, yeah. she is picking up a few awards, like we were saying a little bit earlier. Yeah, I think, um, she, I think she'll win, too. Um, I, yeah, I, would, I, would, I would be fine with her winning. Um, I, I do think that Jennifer Jason Leigh was so good in The Hateful Eight. Uh, she, like... When we talk about what we look for in characters in films, is we want the actor or actress to really become the character where you don't see them as a person but you just see their character exactly and i think she like really just kind of dissolved into that character that crazy crazy character um so i would love to see her win i don't think she's going to win and i i would i would like to see alicia win as well because you know i it's it was a really good performance go ahead sorry for cutting you off no i it's all you i I just, we talked about this last episode. I'm going to touch yeah. on it briefly because it does just kind of irk me a little bit. I really wish Alicia was nominated for Ex Machina. Right. And just to to sum it all up in like one quick sentence so that we can move on. She is a human playing a robot who is emulating human nature in order to manipulate the rest of the characters in the film. And I just think that that is like mind-blowing because she she rocks it. Like it's perfect and... She totally does. I was does, just super you know. impressed, and I, I mean, everything about that movie is great, but I honestly, I, I think that shows, hard. I think it shows the politics of these award shows, because I think if really you looked at these people's performances, you would choose her performance in Ex Machina over her Danish girl performance, <laughs> but because the Danish right. girl is getting the recognition this year, and it, you know, came out during the award show season... I feel like the politics of it is that she's going to get nominated for the one that's more popular. Exactly. Unfortunately. She will be nominated because her film is more popular. Correct. And that's just, I mean, that's just unfortunate. But that's just what it is. That is the politics of the show. Yep. Okay, so actor in a supporting um, role? Yeah, could you read them off? Yep. We have Christian Bale, Big Short, Tom Hardy, The Revenant, Mark Ruffalo, Spotlight, Mark Rylance, Bridge of Spies, 
and Sylvester Stallone for Creed. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. Sly. Um, Sly I think we both agree. Star. Even though I didn't see Creed, I do want to see Sylvester win. Sylvester. <laughs> yeah. I think you're saying it, it wrong. Sylvester? There's not an L after his, his first S. There's no L there. Um, there is. It's S-Y-L-V-E-S-T-E-R. Mm, I'm totally wrong then. Unless it's silent. It could be a silent L. Should we go to the grammar police? Where are they? Uh, I'm sure they'll comment. <laughs> <laughs> no one's going to comment. <laughs> are you kidding? <laughs> um, um, yeah, so, yeah, so... I mean, you Creed... you can talk about it because you saw it. I didn't see it. Yeah. Um, I. This is the same as Kate Winslet. I think Sly is going to win, and I really want him to win. Uh, you know, John, I am a super, super Rocky fan. You're, you're like this, the biggest one I know. Th- I was more excited for Creed than Star Wars Episode Seven. Like, I was so... I, know. I don't know how I feel about so that. So pumped for this movie. <laughs> I know, right? That's a pretty controversial statement on its I own. And, and I don't honestly, even know if it's true. I don't know either, but I just remember, like, okay. I was so... Here's the thing. Creed was like a... Like, I was like, okay, we're three months away from Creed. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. And it was just really antsy. And then, uh-huh. like, The Force Awakens just hit me all, like, this, two days before it happened. I was like, oh, my God. The new Star Wars movie is about to come out. So. Yeah. Like it, it went to like you know it got cranked up on an eleven, for, for Star Wars. But like Creed was just like a sustained excitement, for like a year. Yeah, um, you love you love that you love Rocky. I do. Rocky Rocky speaks to me. Um, this movie is definitely my fa- that movie is definitely my favorite movie of the year, and I definitely think that it's the most. Uh, misrepresented at the Oscars, but I, I wasn't expecting a lot, you know, just because it's not, you know, the politics, like we just said. Yeah. But um, Stallone is like repping a legacy in this movie, and I think that's why the Oscars are going to be like, okay, we'll give it sympathetic. to you. Sympathetic. Because, yeah. exactly. It's kind of a sympathetic uh, win, but I mean, this is the best he's been since like the second Rocky movie. He, yeah, he's funnier than he's ever been. His uh, acting is like, oh, shush your face. Was that good? Did I sound just like him? Uh. <laughs> I'm funny. I am funny. You sound like him dying in a movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, he's funnier than he's ever been. He's more like dramatic than he's ever been it's just it's just a great role and if the movie was only going to get nominated for one oscar that was the one yeah. i wanted it to get nominated for well good and i i think he'll win okay that's really all i have to say about it. i could say why i don't want the other yeah. ones to win but i i really don't want to get into it <laughs> let's let's not let's not shame anybody or bash right. anybody though <laughs> so sly What's okay less last one Let's, yep, we're doing let's adaptive. Let's wrap this segment up. <laughs> I know. People are like, please. Um, so the, People, we love movies. I'm sorry. Hey, this is sorry, what you're getting. Sorry. If you listen to it, this is what you're getting. Sorry. Yeah. Hashtag, sorry. 
Um, <laughs> Not sorry. <laughs> but kind of, because it's our first one. I want people to be interested. <laughs> um, so we're doing writing adapted screenplay. We'll do this one really quick because no one really cares about it except for us. We have The Big Short, Brooklyn, Carol, The Martian, Room. I want Room to win. That's all. <laughs> okay. I want Room to win. I think The Big Short's going to win. Ugh, I bet you're right. The Big Short is getting so much love right now. I don't know if you've been keeping up with that, but... No, but my friends are telling me about it today. Yeah. I don't want... And plus, they just made a really great story out of, like, a super, super complicated crisis that happened in America. Like, it's yeah. about as complicated as it gets. And I just think that... Um, well... Not to, not to get into too much spoilers for our later segments, but... Um, it looks like Big Short is starting to become the favorite to win Best Picture. So I think Ugh, that that... Uh, I hope not. I think that that says something about uh, the screenwriting category. Like, it might reflect that they'll win that one, too. Okay. Okay. Well, that was fun. I'm excited for the Oscars. That was fun. Yeah. Um, I if If you guys have other predictions and you're listening and you want to comment, hey, you do you. What do you think? No one's forcing you, but we did talk about it for a good long time. So And honestly, I'd like to hear comment I'd, on that. I'd like to hear others' opinions on it. Oh yeah, I you I know? would love to. Whether you're young, old, male, female, you know, into burritos, not into burritos, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> um so one thing so me me and John love movies like has been said you know 10 times already but we mm-hmm. don't want this podcast to be solely focused on that so right. we're not going to talk about movies for the rest of this i'm sure everybody's sighing with <laughs> relief but right. um yeah and i but think yeah we we also we want to get deeper we want to be more profound we want to be more um yeah we want to be more uh i don't know what's the word for it john well i don't know if there's a word but like we talked about last time, and I think I feel like I've said a thousand times, but um, we want to create more content than we consume, and we want right. to kind of put. I I mean I know for me I want to put content out there that encourages others to live their life and encourage them and propel them forward with positivity and encouragement because I think we need that in our world, and yeah, unfortunately I just think because of all the media that we consume a day we have this feeling that we're connected to all these different people yet at the same time, we're also not connected. You know, we have this illusion that we're connected to these hundreds of people a day, but reality. And I think subconsciously we're still all very lonely because we kind of live our life, um, on the internet per se. I don't even know where I was going with this, but Mm -hmm. so essentially I think that we all need more encouragement in our lives and, um, yeah, so we're just going to usually probably pick whatever topic comes up and just kind of roll with it. It'll get deep. It'll get, um, do you call it heady? Is that what is that the word for it? Yeah, uh, heady or heavy. You could call it either one. Heavy. Yeah, let's call it heavy. But, you know, um, I mean, I like those types of things, and I think it's important that we talk about them. I, it's not for everyone. I'll fully say that. I think some people just kind of enjoy, right. you know, a simplistic life and I don't mean that in a negative way or a condemning way I think a simplistic life is very um I think it's cool but it 
I enjoy the mystery, the mystery in life. And I enjoy kind of diving into different topics and kind of just figuring it out. (laughs) Cause I just, I think it's so, I just think life is so unique and mysterious and magical, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. And I, we're both, we're both like heavy thinkers and we just wanted that to be like a huge part of the podcast. Like this is, this is our friendship and it's like, um, watching us in early stages of adulthood or like listening to funny stories. But it's also one of our, our big things is getting into, into the mystery of life. And like John said, it isn't for everybody, but I mean, uh, I think a part of human nature is, um, filling up and then pouring out. So totally. Just to come back to what you said about, you know, like, um, creating more than we consume like i don't want to i don't want to just uh absorb everything in the world and not put anything back into it yeah and and this podcast is just one of the facets that you know both of us are teaming up together to uh to go about that you know like you're also running your your blog which you just started and Uh you know i and we're both writers, so that's another way that we're, you know, pouring ourselves out in some way. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't... That thought didn't end, but I just wanted to springboard off of what you were saying. Yeah, that's good. Do you have a, a topic, or should we just... I, th- I thought you said you had written something down. I did, yeah. So, um... One second. I'm reading it now. Oh, okay. Should I sing a song while we wait? Um, ooh, what's the first one that comes to my head? Ooh, the pressure, the pressure, the pressure, the pressure, the pressure, the pressure, pressure. Um, um, <laughs> no, don't don't sing. Apple don't bottom sing. jeans, boots with the fur. <laughs> oh, the whole club John. was looking. I don't. I I had to think off the hey. top of my head. She hit the floor. She hit the floor. Okay. Did you read? Did you read it? Or I'm gonna have to go I into did. another song. That's okay. actually, that's a super, that's a super. Um, Don't call this a segue. <laughs> good, it is. It's a super great uh, gag to get me to something um, kind of churchy that happened to me this morning. Oh, okay. And okay, so, yeah, just go. Do you want to preface this with our evangelical? Uh, sure. Happenstances and backgrounds. Yes. Um, so both myself and Mathis grew up in the Christian church. We went to a Christian college in Indiana. And yeah. I would say since then, our journeys have been different. But now I feel like they're kind of, I don't want to say merging back together. But, you know, we've both taken paths with Christianity which I think is awesome, but um, mm-hmm. I don't even know where I'm going with this. I mean, uh, trying to like word it delicately. Can I, yeah, can I jump in? Please do, because I am a loss <laughs> for words. So it like just at the beginning of what you know you said this just to preface to everyone this this does have some evangelical uh, tones under it whenever we become more profound when we talk because that is what we come from and that uh yeah it's what we're basing uh, our everything our, honestly like our life experience is based off of that 
um, whether we yeah. like it or not. It, it was our whole childhood and most of our young adulthood. Yeah. And so anything that we are building on knowledge wise comes from that. Um, but also prefacing, you know, this is not a, re- a religious podcast. I mean, you'll f- quickly find that it will go into very, oh, I don't even know how to word that either. You want to help me? Um, you know, like we were saying before, we're huge thinkers, so this is we're, not, Yeah, you will not hear us being closed-minded about a lot of the uh no issues of spirituality or the the issues of the more you know profound things in life and you know getting back to what you're saying before is um since since college has ended we've both kind of we've been put in a place of um discovery with spirituality and what it means to each of us and we're both a little more um yeah we're trying to figure out, you know, what really. Here's here's a know. good way. You could of just explaining leave it at that. It. You could leave it as like we're trying to figure it out. You know? Yeah, but and I mean it's a journey, hashtag journey. But it, yeah. here's a good way to explain it. You know, don't stop believing. <laughs> yeah, we'll sing that song later. <laughs> um, you know, picture that like all everything that you believe is you know in a room and the furniture is all set up the same way. You know, the way that we're looking at it is we're taking all of the furniture out of what we've known and we're figuring it out and then we're putting the furniture back in the same room, but we're re um, designing. So it's almost like it's the same type of concepts, but it's definitely different. Um, that probably didn't make much sense, did it? I mean, I already understand, you know, you're not describing it to help me so i'm like true that makes sense but everybody else is probably like what is he talking about yeah well maybe if we just talk they'll get it i don't know it's true just before we like move on to what it's hard to to explain without you know getting into it to begin getting into it yeah you know and without offending or you know so just bring up what you're gonna bring up (laughs) yeah uh (laughs) I think we're both in a place to have this conversation. Yeah. Um, And it's, I don't know, I feel really blessed for that, you know, because this podcast has the opportunity to be so much more because we're both just, we're just thinking a lot about these issues. And And the church doesn't allow us that that outlet. I'm just going to say that the church doesn't allow that outlet of, you know, thinking openly and freely and asking those questions. Um, at least that's what I found in my experience. Um, so hopefully this will be a good outlet for those questions and those doubts and, you know, kind of working through those. Cause I think it's yeah. important. I think a lot of people have them and, uh, yeah. So, so what, what's the topic? First off, <laughs> first off um, Someone in church was talking about unity today, and this is just a brief thing, and it, I just could not stop thinking about it. Apparently, there are like 33,000 recorded denominations of Christianity. Oh my lanta. Can you believe that? Like, my my mouth fell open, and I just looked around. I was like, does anybody else just feel like really... 
I don't know, offended isn't the word, but it's like, it's just really, I don't know. Like, I, I just had to share that with you because I was so, I just could not stop thinking about it. I was like 33,000. And like, That's, I guess the first thing I thought of is, is the deal there is you have 33,000. Okay. Different religions or different, even sects of Christianity. And I would say each individual one has probably the same uh, framework, but individually have something different. I mean, they would have to, otherwise they wouldn't be a new denomination. And each individual one thinks that they are right and they have the truth. So you have 33,000 different denominations that all think they have the right answer and the truth, meaning that everyone else has the wrong opinion of truth. Yeah, something something I was getting at with um, lunch with some friends afterwards, and this partially sparks from that part of the um, conversation at church, was that um, spirituality is so, so different to each person and Mm -hmm. i understand that that is why there are thirty three thousand denominations true our problem yeah right so i i can understand it but the problem is that we start thinking that the way that spirituality means to us is a little too universal and a little too black and white Mm -hmm. and you get like you get a war inside of christianity i'm sure that yes War is a bit of an maybe it's a bit of an overstatement. Like I'm sure I honestly don't think it is. is. It's brutal. It really is. And yeah, I yeah I don't even really have much to say about it. But it is a war. And I think that that am and what's the word? Um, Animosity. animosity, Yes, that it creates even between different sections of Christianity. It just really it makes me sad. You know, because Christianity at at its core is, I think, the message is grace, surrender, mm-hmm. and love. And yet, I feel like that that animosity that's created kind of twists those. Yeah, it's a know. contradiction. Yeah. When I was... um growing up you know i was always taught tolerance uh you know like the whole be like jesus thing yeah and uh one little element of that that they never really tell you about is like the tolerance of other people within your own religion like i remember meeting um catholics or uh other just other forms outside of the denomination that you know I considered myself a part of at the time and it just you just you get a weird feeling inside you know at that young age you're like I don't know how to tell them that That they're they're... wrong yeah because I mean like at that young age everything that's going into me I'm like okay well if they don't believe that then then they're so close to what I think but they're wrong about these four things you know, right. it's really easy to be tolerant of somebody that you look at and you're like, you're entirely different from me, but I love you. Yeah. Um, but to see someone who is very close to what you believe, but they don't believe, like, down to the 
down to the point where they could call themselves the same denomination of you, then you mm-hmm. kind of have this like weird feeling inside where you're like, uh, that's that's not that's not right. And you mm. know, I've I've had to like overcome that. I mean, and I do want to yeah. say I do not think I don't think that way anymore. Like I don't think. I'm yeah. I'm saying that in retrospect. I'm not telling anybody that they're wrong for not believing these like right. specifics of what um of what I believe. And that comes from a journey of like learning just how much of religion is kind of like uh free floating and personable and Yeah. Like there's so much legalism. Oh my that goodness, yeah. Is like well there's really no way to say if that actually is true and totally um and you know a lot of it like um a lot of it i believe a lot of it i don't believe but it's so detailed that i you know i've reconciled that fight inside of me like once you understand just how once you the the further i guess i won't say once you fully understand i'm not talking about like some sort of like enlightenment peak but the further you understand of spirituality the like the further your grace goes for that like it suddenly it does doesn't matter anymore you know yeah and i mean it shouldn't matter and i think actually like while you're talking i was thinking about how i i can also understand why there's so many denominations because you know in christianity we talk about having this undefinable god who is so big and i think that each individual denomination is just a different way of someone trying to connect individually with god and you know other people who kind of hold those same values kind of go with it um yeah. but i definitely think that that reason alone is the prob- the biggest problem i have with the church today is the idea that you know we do have I do believe in, you know, a very unknowable God. You know, I think that whoever God yeah. is, and I mean, whatever you want to call him, the only reason I call him God is because that's what I, I know. Honestly, like, right. the stipulations that come with the word God is huge because you immediately think of a human being um, or a person, and I don't necessarily see God like that anymore, but it's just the word that I associate with it. Um, so... Oh, now I went on that tangent. But <laughs> what was I saying? What were you saying? You were Individualized. Saying oh, yeah. the problem I have with the church. Um, yeah. Was that I don't understand how we can talk about and preach this unknowable God and yet have the outline of who God is within a church because i mean in the christian church you really have outlined who god is in almost every facet you know you've put words to his name you've put how we can know god and communicate with god and you've put how you can be saved by god and i feel like i don't understand how you can say that and also preach an unknowable god because i feel like just the very fact that you're putting some type of definition on God truly defeats the purpose of having an unknowable God. And then you're shrinking God. You know, if you want to believe in a big God, putting any type of definition on them, on God itself, shrinks them. And for me, I didn't want to believe in a small God. And I feel like that's what the church has made it. 
Um, so yeah, that was it. I think we just have to be really, really careful and um, cautious with any definition that we're going to put on God because of you know what you're saying. Like, and that's... there's so many definitions put on God, and it's like we really have to we really have to think about the way that we describe this right. being that is supposed to be the everything like it's infinite it's unknowing or it's unknowable and it's all knowing itself and right and you just should you should question any definition you put on on that type of a person right i don't even want to call him a person i don't even know what to call him i know (laughs) it's difficult um shoot i was gonna say something say what you said again (laughs) um (laughs) say what i said again just being cautious about the definitions that you put on god I still because lost it. of because of how much he how much he actually is like he is everything and it's right no um, I lost it but that's okay it'll come back fine. to me I hope so I I want to hear your thoughts on all all things um, all things oh I remember I remember um, oh, okay. I think it's also important to talk about how I I truly think that like we can only understand God individually. And so I don't want to put out, you know, the message that we can't understand God on an individual level. I think it's, I think that as a, as a person, I can define God however I want to define him. But I think the important thing to remember is that however you define him personally, you cannot hold others accountable for that definition that you've put on him. Cause I think as humans, the only way we can actually grasp the idea of any type of divine is to label them a little bit. And I get that that is a part of it. Yeah. Um, and I think that that is also important because I went through a phase where I was just so afraid to lock down any type of belief because I didn't want to define God at all. But then I finally realized that, you know, I, John, can have my own beliefs and I can define God how I want. And I think that God encourages us to do that. But on an like institutional level, I think it's very dangerous to put those definitions out and say that you have to see God this way, because I don't think that each individual will see him that way. Um, and so I just wanted to say that because when we talk about, you know, not defining God in the church, I think it's different than defining him within yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah I would totally agree with that. Like you said, you do need you need labels and you need words and you need ways to describe yeah because that's the only way we can even what he yeah what god means to you um yeah because it's very important like sorry you you know the church is huge and i think that a lot of people are not going to are not ever going to question what's being told to them and you people really that's fine that's fine (laughs) well i i mean I can't say for everyone that everyone wants to look into God further than what the church is giving them. You know, that's something I've also come to know that that's maybe for some people, whatever the church is giving them is what they need and what they, how they see God. And I have to be able to say that that's okay. Because if I'm going to say that everyone sees God differently, I have to be okay with however anyone else decides to define him. And if that's, the church's route then go them but 
I also include those of other religions as well and validating their experience with God and how they define him. So, yeah. And that's a good point. Which is that's, it? That's what? really good. Well, I was just going to say, and that's, it's a hot topic because especially with all the ISIS stuff and when you talk about, you know, Muslim extremists, I think to say that for anyone to say that their beliefs are valid in any point, I think is hard because obviously they're hurting others and I guess I don't even know where I'm going with that, but I think we just have to have a little more empathy with people. I mean, where you grow up, I don't think we understand that like where we're born and how we grow up heavily influences how we see the world. I mean, I could have easily That's been right. born in yeah. India or in China, and I could honestly say that if I was born in either of those countries, I would probably be a Muslim or I would be a Hindu or I would be a Buddhist because I think wherever you grow up is what you're going to become. And I think that's fine, but I think we really need to understand and have a little more empathy for people who did not grow up in America. You know, they're not going to have this heavily Christian culture with all the same values that we're going to have. They're going to have these, you know, Islamic values, which and honestly, if you look at the Islamic religion, it's actually really, really beautiful. I mean, they pray five times a day and they put their prayer before anything else in their life. And when you look at Christianity, it's the exact opposite. We put everything in our life before our prayer and our communication with God. And so, I don't know, I just think it just really hurts me to like hear not only Christians, but just our media talk about different religions and just really putting them down and putting them in this bubble and, I don't know, making them evil. It just really, it really hurts me on a soul level. Right. Yeah. Sorry, that was a I, huge um, rant. <laughs> no, it's, it's totally fine. That's what we're here for. Yeah. I we're, I would definitely classify myself and yourself as spiritual people, and I think that um, if I was born anywhere else, I would probably be a part of those religions too. Um, something that... I was just talking with people today about about just your whole section about empathy for all of these all of these people believing all of these things. It's it's important to remember that we are not the only ones loved by by God. Oh, that was the so reason, beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that I mean, really someone hit told me. me that today. That really, really yeah, hit me. Isn't that good? Yeah. It's like for for everything that's happening in the world and i mean it's a really it's a really chaotic and tragic time right now um it totally but when is. you look at things and you're like god why aren't you taking care of us which a lot of people yeah. are asking you have right. to remember that if god was speaking back to that person they'd be saying don't you know that i love them too yeah mm because he's not, I mean, it's not an exclusive love. And and there is an imperfect person in everybody. And right. I think that there there is some, there is some validation for, for other religions there. Like these people are, these people are believing in something bigger than themselves, just like us. And I mean, 
uh, I extremism sucks on any side of the court and right. I'm I do not I do not validate extreme is no. extremists in Islam and I do not validate extremists in any other religion um, Christianity you yeah. picketers I was gonna I was gonna Ugh. say Christianity, Buddhism, but then I was like, I don't think there's extremists. Buddhist, in Buddhist, the so Buddhist extremists not... would just like be silent their whole life. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, take it to the next level. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, extremism of any kind is bad, and we don't need to label a whole religion as bad. Right. That and that goes for both sides of the court. You know, we don't need to be relate. We don't need to call all of Islam bad. The same way that they should not be calling all of us bad, but right, it's it's just it's hurtful. Yeah. I mean, it's, on any, I mean, just, if you have yeah. any, if you have any empathy at all, you can just see that. Well, you have to be able to see these people as as real people, and that they have families and children, and they're just looking for something bigger than them as well. And if they don't have the same i'm i mean i'm sure they don't just have bibles floating around over in you know the middle east you know they don't have that there so i don't know how we can set that expectation that they need to believe in you know christ when a christians are coming over there and killing them so do you want do you want to believe in a religion where their christ i mean when these people are coming killing you and your children and then they're proclaiming Christ at you? Do you want to believe in that? I wouldn't want to. Jafiel? Anyone? <laughs> did, I, did I lose? Did I lose you guys? I mean, <laughs> the thing is, uh, this kind of gets back to what I was saying about, like, you know, they're they're hating all of us because, you know, they see us, they see us that way, you know? They see us as as coming over and killing them and they're like these are christians like christianity right. is kind of terrible but i mean and i can't blame them i guess this yeah this all comes back to an upbringing you know they're brought up to totally they're brought up with a certain agenda and yeah you know a lot of that is a lot of that is violent like there's there are a lot of it's violent not undertones. though i don't know if it's not but there's a certain it's... It's the extremists certain... that have the violent undertones. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But that's I mean that's the misconception and that's alone. what that's what the media is portraying is that they're all violent, but I have never met a violent Muslim. Ever. That's true. That's true, yeah. Okay. I'm just speaking to extremists then. Yeah. I don't know. You know, honestly, like there, I I know. I'd say a, a decent amount about Islam, but I could definitely know more. I think. Yeah, I mean, I think we could all know a little bit more about other religions, and it's hard to really understand different religions um, without spending yeah, a lot of really time is. looking into it, and like just being exactly. immersed in the culture. I think too. So. Yeah, the culture where it comes from, as well as, like you just said, just a lot of personal experience is how you uh, define uh, a religion. 
like all, most of the ways that I describe Christianity is all based on how I have experienced it. So it's kind of a, it's really hard to describe Buddhism or Islam to, yeah. to someone because it doesn't, I mean, frankly, it doesn't mean anything to me, you know? And that's, right. that just makes it all, it's just a huge complicated issue for that. It is. I, um, I think that a huge part of why I haven't been sleeping well the past, uh, two weeks is just, um, being, I've been very saturated in the conditions of the world and I have not, I have not felt, yeah, I have not felt hopeful for, for the world in general for a while and um honestly uh that's exactly that's not the only thing touched on at our service today but that was that was a huge element of it um the worship was was all pointed towards like um the one (laughs) thing i am after is is goodness and presence and that was like that was the one song that they focused on the most and uh it it just led beautifully into the message that was given because it was all about like the message started with just speaking globally and speaking nationally and it was saying i'm um the pastor was saying that there is you know this world is set up to make you fail without religion or not without religion that's not what i mean at all without god like honestly in that i mean you could take that how you want whoever's listening you could generalize that to spirituality but Mm -hmm. it's just not an easy world to succeed in and it's not an easy world to find love in and it's easy to focus on the bad things um I would say that it's hard to find love in the world because there is bad things. I'm not saying that there is not love in the world. In fact, he was saying that you just, the key to remaining hopeful is that there is still, there is still a lot of goodness. There is still, this is a great place, earth, the world, the human race. And God, God is always here and God is always with us. And, you know, you can look at the political race right now in America, you can look at the presidential race and it looks so grim. And you can look at the, the terrorism from um, ISIS. I mean, if you just look at all the attacks that happened a, f- a few months ago, you, you could focus on that. You could you could look at so many issues that are just um, dominating the world right now, but mm-hmm. we, we're we here, and like that song is saying, we're looking for the goodness and for the presence, and that will never leave. And I just, I really needed to hear that because I was like, I have no hope for for what's happening in the world right now things look so bad and i don't know i have no way of concluding that thought i just yeah i mean i think it's you can't see the love you can't just need to look for it 
And I honestly, I think it's because of what we're fed every day. I mean, if you watch the news in the morning, I would say 70% of it, at least in Chicago, it's about murders and it's about crimes that have happened over the the past 12 hours. You know, for some reason, we're fed all of these negative things. And I honestly, I I do think it's because some weird way we thrive on it. Um, I think we like hearing about it in some weird morbid way and that's why they keep telling us it but i, I think, think that, that the yeah. world would be so much better if we focused on how much positive is happening because i think that as much negative and as many crimes that are being committed in the world every day that there's an equal amount of positivity and goodness happening and unfortunately it just doesn't make the news and unfortunately it's just not what people talk about um yeah so yeah, the, and the, the thing is, is that it is a constant discipline to remember and to focus on the goodness of the world. Like yeah. it's incredibly easy to fall into everything that you would see on the news and everything that people will talk about, as you were just saying. But the the right. the key is you have to constantly be remembering that as much evil as you will find when you turn on the news, there is goodness happening, and yeah. And um, I don't know, I think you would agree with me in saying that God is constantly moving through the world, you know? It's... There's definitely something moving. Um, and I think that if if you if you do think that there's just so much negative and so much kind of evil in the world, then I, w- I would encourage you to do something about it. I mean, honestly, like, I think that this podcast in itself I, it's one of the reasons I made the website is just because I, I don't I want to put positivity out there and I think that if more people created more positive content that you know eventually it would overlap the bad at least I would hope <laughs> that sounds like a lot of positive content but yes hey I think if everyone you gotta start somewhere yeah I mean if or I mean even if it's just for yourself whatever can make you feel better about the day I mean right and I mean like you were saying there is not enough of this there's not enough building up and thinking about um, focusing on the love and on the on the hope that is here there is i strongly believe that there is hope and there's still love in the world and it's not like it's not like hiding it's everywhere it's powerful and it's big still totally despite anything terrible that's happening and that's and i, I mean, think that's, that's the you, lie we're fed is that it's not blog. it totally is i mean honestly i had to do it for myself just on like a personal level but i think it, it is because I've, I've been like just drowned in this i've been saturated in all of the the depression and the terribleness of this world. I mean, it really gets to you after a while. Um, yeah. And eventually you just gotta like, if you can't find a reason to live, you kind of just have to create one. And that was, that was honestly the, the thought process. Cause it can be hard. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's not a, there's not a lot of great things happening that make you want to like wake up in the morning and be like, I cannot wait to live this day. Absolutely. You know? yeah. So you have to cre- you, you have, have to create to, you reasons. You have to seek them out. 
Yeah, yeah you, you create reasons. You seek them out. You find and it's hard. why you're still living. <laughs> it is hard, yeah. I mean, it takes That's, a lot of I'm effort. I'm stuck in that right now. Yeah. Yeah. Something I really like that was said today um, was you can't live in survival mode. You can't just... Yeah. You can't just go on living, like getting from one day to the next and trying to figure out how much you're going to lose before the end and how much you can risk losing. You need to be thinking about, um, you need to be thinking about not living sparsely, but living fully. And you can't, you just can't go on that way. And unfortunately, a lot of people do. I mean, I'm guilty of it all the time. I'm constantly living like, like wow how much will be lost before the end like how much how much do i have um left like how much can i afford to lose and you know it's a constant discipline for all of us to not think that way yeah i mean i can't did you say like uh that we we live too much in the day what were you saying um i wait at the beginning yeah, because I feel like, I feel like what we do is we live too much in the future, and we live we don't live too much in this moment by moment thing, you know. I think no, no, I mean, no. I, I, I mean, I totally mean it in a different way. Okay. Yeah, I, I get the I, I survivalist we're thing. Living, yeah, we're living as survivalists, so like we are living day to day, but we're constantly looking to the future for the end like, goal how am i going to get through yeah like yes. how am i going to get through this day like when's how am I the end of the it? how am i going to survive and can i be real for a second i think for at least yeah, me i think it goes back <laughs> to christianity in the sense that you know we're taught that you know we are waiting for christ to come back we're waiting for the war to be won as they call it and we're 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 kind of we're taught that you know this life is temporary um which it is but i think that's a very dangerous mindset because it makes us not live you know because we're always just waiting we're waiting for the end we're waiting for it's just it's so morbid when you actually think about it the fact that we're waiting for Mm -hmm. death we're waiting for this war to come where christ can come and you know send his people up to heaven and everyone else down to hell um Mm -hmm. but i think that 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 was ingrained in me I know very early on and it's taken I'm still not out of that mindset that you know my mind's always focused on the future when really I just want to focus it on the day because really that's all you have you have this moment that you're living now because you could literally be dead in you know three seconds and I think it's dangerous to live in this mindset that you know I don't know you know the future hashtag the future no i i think that one of the the biggest uh things to learn once um spirituality started becoming my own like i'm not i'm not following anybody else's um not like uh i mean i'm following rules i'm following a system but not following down to like exactly what somebody's telling me like one of the biggest lessons was like okay, every day, I mean, like, you know, being brought up, people will tell you, like, if you are brought up in an evangelical background, people will tell you that every day is a gift, but it's not really how they talk. So, I mean, to truly understand that, 
Like, there is beauty in living now. There, honestly, the afterlife, I, I do not like, um, I'm just going to be, I'm going to be real. Um, I don't like the way that the Bible talks about the afterlife. I don't no. like the way that people, honestly, um, it's irrelevant. I don't like the too. way that the, dis- exactly. I don't like the because... way the disciples talk about building up, you know, um, mm. that treasure in heaven because, the way that so I materialistic. find peace and the way that I find, yeah, it is. It's weird. But the well, way that I find peace and the way that I find hope and happiness is I don't even, I don't want to think about what life is going to be like when it's over. I want to think about what I'm doing here. Well, and here's the thing. And, no one knows. <laughs> so like the idea that right, we're, yeah. we're, no one's we're talking you, with proof of anything. Well, just the fact that we're telling you what it's going to be like, it. I feel like to me that proves that that's not it. You know what I mean? Like, no one can know, so whatever you made up can't be true. <laughs> like it has to be either right. grander, and, but like what you're telling me, you there's just no way it's true. <laughs> Sorry. Why why would a man be able to quantify heaven? Like Well, and it's it's you can't it's you talked can't about preach on it. Well, and it's talked about in such human terms. Like it's very, exactly. you know, colors and shapes and, you know, little items from with gold. We're all wearing robes well, and crowns and you're like, right. Okay, it's like, a... honestly, like for me, that can't if, be what if I'm going to go to a heaven, I don't want it to be like this earth. And I don't think that what if there is anything that comes after this life, I don't think it's going to be something that we can compare it to. I think it'll be very different. And so... I don't know. Just the the idea that it's talked about in earthly terms, it just it it makes me iffy. It's weird. It's it very weird. weird. And it's weird. And you know, I spent a lot of my um, <clears throat> I spent a lot of my childhood focusing or questioning a lot about heaven. And well, I was you terrified. That, you're just, I yeah. I mean, we all were. We were just terrified of you know. It was like either we're going there or we're going to the not heaven. <laughs> And yeah. the not it's like heaven. you're either in the club or even afraid or to not. say it. We're going to the not heaven. <laughs> the H E double hockey stick, you know? I refuse to say Satan. <laughs> <laughs> um, um What was I what was I saying? Oh, like and the the problem with you know, when I was uh thinking about it or discussing it or questioning it as a kid is that it is a never ending circle of questions and questions and questions Mm -hmm. and i'm not saying never talk about heaven we're talking about it right now but totally i i don't dwell on it i really don't dwell on what's going to happen after after i'm here because it's it's not it's dangerous to honestly i think it is it's putting me in a survival mode like i was before yeah it's a very dangerous mindset you know like, I have to survive till the end. That's not how you should think about life at all. No. And honestly, if God came back and was, like, seeing how we live life, he'd be like, why are you guys focused on that? Like, why are you not focusing yeah. on your neighbor? Why are you not focusing on yourself and just trying to, you know, do some good in the world? Stop focusing on what may not even be and focus on what is and what you know is true, which is this moment and what you can do in it. I We're honestly think that to... if Jesus came back, he'd be like, "Guys, <laughs> you guys need to stop. Like, this is this is getting out of hand. <laughs> like, Rob stop Bell, focusing like, on talks this." Talks about that all the time. <laughs> yeah, 
Um, what was I gonna say? Um, oh, you know, like the whole the whole thing with Christianity is, you know, I mean, there's a whole lot of things with it, but one of the big things is, uh, you know, be more like God in right. in how you live and what God is to us, like. Um, if you're going to say that sentence, you know, you have to think, okay, what is God to us? God is, um, to me, God is, uh, love is constantly living. Yeah. Ex- he is, he is spreading he's love, love he through strength. this place. Yes. Yeah. He is bringing, he's bringing hope and he's bringing love into earth, into this place. And if we are called to be like God, it's like, okay, well, that involves me bringing that love and that hope and that strength and that peace and grace. Like I should be that in this place. This place is not just a place to like live out my days until I get to go be, you know, with him in heaven. If uh, it's, <laughs> did you just say if? No, <laughs> I did. <laughs> yes, you did. I did. Um, cause I, I yeah. <laughs> No, I totally see your point by saying I know you do. if it exists. Because I just yeah. <laughs> everybody else is like, "What the hell?" I know. Um, I've just I've had to check but, my you know, my vocab because I I think we we talk in terms that I don't even think we necessarily agree with, but we just say because we're used to saying it. Yeah, I don't even know if that made sense. That's, but that's I could very I could go true. into about ten examples, but I don't think I don't think people have time. <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> I think that's the end of my point. <laughs> being like God is being, is living fully and wonderfully in in this place because that's even, what he means to us. Or, or I feel like we can even say, you know, being like Christ because I feel like whether or not you claim Christianity as your religion or a religion, like people say that Jesus existed, whether or not you believe he was the Messiah or not, I think is up to you. But Jesus was a person and I think for the most part, people agree that he was a really great person who really had a really strong message, you know, the message of grace and surrender and love. And I think that it's okay to want to be like Christ because of how he lived his life. And I don't think that that, you know, means you're necessarily a Christian. Yeah. But I was, I was about to say... Um... Uh, John, I don't like to use the term Christ whenever I talk about this because I feel like I'm isolating people, but you put it a very eloquently oh. spoken way because whether you believe he's a savior or not, he was a very yeah, a very remarkable person. You yeah, because we talk about Gandhi and Mother Teresa and we talk about you know how they live their lives and people want to be like them because of how they chose the, you know the actions they took and who they cared for. Um, and yeah. the messages that they preached. And I think it's the same for Jesus. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You proved me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we should almost wrap it up. Yeah, I feel like we should. Um, I don't know. I just, I'm I'm excited because there's still like, there's, There's so, so many much things to go. about I this know. topic that we could talk about, and we have. I like, could talk so many... about this topic for hours upon itself, like with even without all the movies. I mean, stuff. we have talked about this for hours I know. on itself. And it was so much fun. It is. And, I mean, that's just what I like it's... about 
the spirituality as a subject is it's it's literally never ending and it's always changing and i for for me that's just very exciting because i feel like our world is very stagnant and i want something that's vibrant and something that you know yes. makes that like churns something inside of me and i think that's why like i kind of had to walk away from the church is because i felt very stagnant at church it didn't give me that feeling of like oh yes like something new like I, I, there was no growth involved there for me and I I just feel like talking about this and really just working through it with other people it just like really it makes me feel good things yeah it it is the liveliness that you're looking for it is yeah I think and that could be different for other people I'm gonna put that out there you know it's not for everyone exactly this is this is for me personally this is what gets me closer to God it's what you know, yeah. really gives me purpose and makes me feel like I have a reason to live. But for others, it may not be. And that's okay. But also be okay with the fact that it's mine. And if you don't want to listen, you don't have to. That's all. That And that totally gets to the essence of this whole conversation, you know. Totes. Spirituality is, is you know, it's for you. And we need to, we need to think above anything else it's what it means you know to you if you feel if you feel at peace with god or you feel god's love that is and i mean honestly even if you're not even if you don't believe in a god i mean i'm gonna put that out there too i mean this isn't just for people who necessarily (laughs) believe in god because i feel like even people that don't believe in god i think that they oh yeah they still need reasons to be encouraged you know i mean god is just something that encourages me it's not, you know, not everyone is encouraged by God, you know? And that's that's, that's a really good to point hear, to make, but, yeah. But you just got to find what gets you what gets you out of bed, honestly. Mm-hmm. And whatever makes you feel good about yourself, I don't know. We just got to find something because it's rough. It's rough. Like, the past three years of my life have been rough because I just could, yeah. I can't find it. And I know yeah. how that feels, and I know the burden and the darkness that comes with it. And you just feel like you're like trying to reach out of this like vat of tar, but it just like grabs you, and like you just can't get out. And it's this worst feeling in the world. And so, like, the goal is that somehow we can talk about things that really like that. I that my arm is out there, and you can reach onto it, so that we can do it together. Exactly. That's like all I, I was want. Just I don't about care. I don't care if it involves God. I just want to encourage you to like. I want to help. You know. There has to be something. I was gonna yeah. say reach, something to grab onto, something to hold. Yeah. That's. That, yeah, that's Whatever. exactly what it comes down to. Reach onto something. I'm glad that something. you said that. Yeah. I'm glad that you said not. You don't have to believe in God to need this, you know? You don't have to believe in right. God to need love and hope and and strength for how for how terrible the world will treat you. You're yeah, and not, honestly, you know, it makes you're not exclusive for loving or believing in God and being well, and it, you know, and being it uh, makes, t- torn down by the world. It's a universal feeling. And it makes just as much sense to me on a logical level, like when you do look at this world and the state of this world that it would make sense that a God did not exist. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I mean, if you look at this world and if you can, 
honestly, like, it makes perfect sense for someone to be like, if there was a God, why is there so much bad happening? And I get that. So, I mean, I don't know why I said that. I just had to put that out there. Like, it's... I get it. It's not easy. Yeah. So. Well, I feel uplifted. (laughs) (laughs) Do you feel soul fed? You know, I honestly do. But as I said, this is what gets my soul fed. Um, But I hope that there is something in this this very lengthy podcast i hope if anyone's listening i hope that something in it fed your soul at least a little little bit you know that's all i hope that's as much as i love talking to you and i'm so glad that we're doing this podcast i would feel i would feel a little let down if um people didn't didn't get anything out of it so i do hope that whoever's listening at least this at least gives you a conversation that is transparent about well, and i was gonna say if nothing else me and you got fed and that's two people who got their oh, soul yeah, fed there you go and as hard as that is because you really want this to like you know touch other people we at least two people got fed jeff feel <laughs> yeah you're you're totally right yeah so i don't know what else Let's end this because it's we're going on two hours here, close to. Yeah, which um, I mean, I'm fine with. People can listen to it in spurts. <laughs> That's yeah, what I do. Or they could say like, "Well, the first hour uh, is enough for me." I'm like, "Cool, right? Cool, hey, Brad, whatever. You go for that. Yeah, or skip to the second hour. Um, okay. Jump around. I honestly, don't remember what shuffle we did with our illegitimate child. And shuffle it and end it. What was that? <laughs> I'm just You're, I'm just uh, brainstorming different ways to listen to it. I was like, you could just chop it up into 10, 10 minute segments and shuffle it around if you want to. I don't care. There you go. Live your what, dream. You're saying you don't remember you don't remember what I don't we remember, did with our illegitimate child. Yeah. Well, I don't remember how we ended it, but now I do remember because um, we had to redo <laughs> it, and now it didn't even work. So we redid the ending twice on our first episode. And it still didn't work, so... The software but, was just touchy, and uh, it hated us, but we're yeah, back. But this, we will not be held we, down. Um, he is not back. Um, <laughs> that was a Harry Potter reference for anyone out there? Anyone? I was okay. waiting. I was like, do I have um, to tell them, or do you have to tell them? But, hey, I'll tell them any go. day. Um, <laughs> quickly, are you doing anything fun this week? Um, just what I was saying up front, uh, about my, my friends coming into town. I'm going to try to hang with oh, them. Oh yeah, that's exciting. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited for that. You know, one friend will only be here for a week, so I think there's going to be several yeah. nights of my week where I'm going to try to spend time with her, and I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, oh, besides fun. that, I can't, I, I can't think of anything else right now. But I'm sure Groovy. I will come back with good stories for this you podcast. Oh, you better. What about you? Um, I don't have a lot going on. There's something that could potentially happen that I may be able to talk about later. Um, but it's not like a happy thing. So we'll have to gauge that. <laughs> um, okay. But yeah, but nothing too exciting. We'll see. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, we'll get 
we'll get updates and we'll get a little further along in our own lives and in the Oscar season and in uh, our spiritual yeah. paths. Oh my gosh, what like a great time to be alive. <laughs> Seriously though, it is. It, it is, it has to be, you know, it's the time that we were given, so gonna make the most exactly. of it. <laughs> exactly, I fully believe that. All right, good sir. Okay, um, so, um, if you wanna if you wanna give us any feedback about the podcast, oh yeah, you can email us at oh yeah, hello and ado at gmail dot com, h e l l o a n d a d i e u at gmail dot com. And someone <laughs> someone give us time. some comment. Come on, guys, someone. Come on. Tell us your favorite color. I really don't care. I just want to feel Tell validated us on the at least a little bit. Oh yeah, are the Oscars? Yeah, exactly. Or, you Tell know, us how much you disagree with us about religion. I don't. Hey, I don't care. I'm totally for it. I love. Yep, I love good conversation about it. So. Yeah, we can have an email conversation. No, let's hear it. Oh, we could do fan mail. We oh, might be talking a little too early for that. Now, I know. But... I was gonna say. Hopefully, one day we can have uh, some fan mail. One day we will have fan mail yeah. or fan tweets where they're just like, "We hate you." And I'm like, God bless, God bless. <laughs> Mathis and John read mean tweets. It's gonna be just like oh the my Kimmel gosh. sequence. Uh, maybe one day. All right, my friend. Um, maybe one day. It's been great, and um, I'm sure it I'll has, talk to you sometime yeah. this week. But until at least next week for the podcast, uh, I bid you a sweet, sweet adieu. And I bid all of our listeners adieu. Yes. And Back at you, John. A sweet, oh. sweet adieu. God bless. I can't wait to talk to you next week about everything and anything. Yes. It's going to be fun. It will be. All right, lover. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right. Okay. Well, that I don't know why it got awkward. We said I bid you adieu, and now it's like, what do we say? It did. I don't know what to say now. Let's Should we just, just say, say it quick again and then just leave? Yeah, let's do it real quick. Okay, ready? Three, two, one. I bet you adieu. Adieu. Okay.